Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 355 from February 6th, 1997, a Thursday night show. No guests, just the love between the two hosts. Adam starts out the show in a punchy mood. It seems he's in the midst of one of his first uh, of many epic battles with his neighbors, this time regarding the height of his hedges. Now, to this very day, Adam still rants about this incident and how the uh, neighbor cited him for unsanitary conditions. So this is truly a legendary show. Adam starts to go nuts on his neighbors, but hopes they aren't listening. A vast difference from four years later, when he hopes his neighbors hear it, and much, much worse. And Adam has a brilliant insight about people reenacting dramas throughout their lives, over and over, doomed to repeat them, almost foretelling his own difficulties when other people refuse to improve, let alone change in any way. Especially his neighbors. This is a classic Love Between the Two Hosts show, just Adam and Drew, Adam ranting. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to find more of my work, please check out SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Back in full force. How you got up early this morning? Oh man, am I punchy? I'm cranky and punchy all at the same time. Drew, yeah, tell me how much I love showbiz. What was my reaction when you told us we didn't have to do liners for whatever station we we're going to do liners for? You almost got up and did a touchdown dance. And what was my reaction when I found out George Clinton canceled for tonight? You started using the Lord's name more than I, and it wasn't in vain. It was in great thanks. Oh, and praise, praise God! I have nothing against George Clinton. I don't know the man. I know the guy is the uh, the uh, godfather of funk. That's about it. But man, am I glad he's not here tonight. So we can find love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. You don't have to hassle learning oh. about him and reading his bio. You know, <laughs> I have to read, like, sometimes a paragraph, paragraph and a half sometimes, Drew. Oh. Uh, what a stretch for you. Oh, the, cons the constraints of this job. It's just, uh, it's, oh, the humanity. All right, so it's Drew and I first now. I just spoke to producer Ann. She told me that Sunday will either be George Clinton, who uh, is dying to do, do the show, apparently missed his flight and is working that out, possibly Courtney Cox, and possibly or possibly James Woods. Either way, oh, it's a win-win-win situation. Most definitely not be here. If you're not here, I hope Courtney Cox comes in because I know you're hot for her. Thank you. You like her? No, I think she'd be an interesting guest. I mean, you find her attractive as a woman? Yeah. I'm talking about you being a woman. <laughs> uh, why? What? Is she your type? Or no, what's no, 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 no. I, I, isn't she one of the Friends people? Yes. Yeah, that'd be fascinating to meet those people. Really? They have part in, Look, okay. let's put it this way. They, they now Fascinating. Have, they, have the, they have a huge veneer around them, and I think people that have that sort of celebrity veneer need to drop it and be real with our listeners, and that'd be very interesting to see how they do, deal with that. Okay, you're going to stare at it, boobs. Phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E... Oh, boy, am I off to start. L-O-V-E-191, fax number 
44.55. Uh, Drew and I were at a very rare uh, public, we, we made a rare public appearance yep. today. Yep. Very rare. Yep. So rare that this is the first one we've ever done. Yep. And uh, we're with um, Local H out at a uh, record store and a huge, God, I couldn't believe all the people that showed up. Yeah. I, I'm a pessimist. I believe the record store is uh, half empty. And I show up whenever I do any of these things, because I've done a few, uh, not with Dr. Drew, but on my own. And I, I never set myself up. I always say, okay, ten people. I'll be happy if there's ten people. The place was packed. It was like a locker It was great. I want to thank all the people that came out there and uh, were so gracious and made us stay an extra hour signing autographs. Drew didn't show up for an hour and a half. Oh. Added to the tension, didn't it? And the chicks were going nuts for Drew. Isn't that weird? You've never experienced that before, no, have you? no. No. no, I told you you're a big slab of doctoral meat, and as soon as people could see on the TV, I knew it would all come in. It used to be people just pick up a guitar, and now they got to get an MD after that. Oh, boy, it's a whole new renaissance. Uh, the, I swear to God, 15-year-old grew droopies. Droopies. Let's just run. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's just run best of, Mike. <laughs> Can we run best of? Uh, just get out like the Verve Pipe uh, show or something and run that. Hey, you know what? Drew to end Droopies. Up, we, well, wait a minute. That if, if yes, a Drew Groupie would be a Droopy. All right. All right. Sure. There. In, in my idiocy, I've coined a phrase. Uh, but but uh, we could we could we could put a stop there. Just get that old high school picture out and yes, out straighten them right out in a heartbeat, like a like a big iron. Okay, let's get on with the show, Drew. Yep. I do want to say this. Um, we did the Lisa show uh, some weeks back. Uh, we uh, That'll be shown tomorrow. Oh, God damn it, Drew. I Sorry. didn't want to say that. Oh, all right, forget it. Uh, uh, when is it going to show, Drew? I don't know. That's right. Me neither. And no matter how many times they call me and remind me and call Drew and remind him... I've been called by the Lisa people eight times to remind me when the show is. We did the show, and we walked off the show, and I looked at Drew, and I said, I'm not watching this show, are you? And someone told me when it was, and I said, I don't care. I'm absolutely not watching this. It's unwatchable. It's the biggest time piece of uh, time-wasting oh, fluff come on, in the world. Man. Lisa was very gracious. That Le was great. Everyone was nice. The show uh, wasted an hour of everyone's time talking about nothing. That's all. Another show about nothing. As if we don't have enough. As if there's not enough time dedicated on the airwaves, whether it be radio or television, about nothing. Nothing. They talked about nothing for an hour. They could have strapped a uh, goddamn video camera to, to an ass and let it wander through the Mojave. It would have been more educational to the average viewer than what we talked about on that but, show. Thank God we are here. All right. Talk about All, right. Things, okay? All right. All right. Listen. You're very yes. fortunate. By the way, it never stood out in my mouth so clearly as right there. I think, geez, I, I want to get my hands around something and get my teeth into something real. Yeah, like Lisa's ass. Is that what No. All right. Very gracious. Uh, listen. Listen. All you people listening from the Lisa show, Lisa's fine. The staff is fine. The show's about nothing. You people are doing nothing. You're doing nothing well. Everyone looks good and everyone's nice, but you're doing nothing. All right, Drew, you ready to do something? Yeah. John, 16, you're on Love Line. You got something on your penis? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, what's up, John? Um. <laughs> God help me. I'm punchy, baby. Yes, indeed. Um, I, by the way, I'll be out of town for four days. I'm in Hawaii. I'm punchy and cranky. I'm, I'm, I'm panky. All right, what's up, John? And you're droopy. I'll be in Hawaii. Thank Excuse you. my voice. I lost my voice. Um, 
I just want to say I love you guys. I love your show. I listen to it every night. Um, but um, my my conflict is is that I've had um, sexual relations with my neighbor, and he's also male. And I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should tell my mom or anything. Cause How old is this gentleman, person? He's the same age as me. He's 16. And so this is your first sexual experience? Yeah. Have you always known you were gay? Um, not until I was like... Years ago. Okay, so you, you and, and you're real clear about that. You're, no, you're not uncomfortable with that. L let me question. ask you about the sexual experience, Sean. Okay. Is the behindment broken? Yeah. It is. Yeah. You guys um, did did the sodomy thing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we're way beyond experimentation here. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, test re results are in. You're gay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I, I know it is. But Why do you need to tell your parents? I don't. It's just that my mom, she's very, she has a lot of like, gay friends. And um, she would tell me about, like, how she parties with them and how much fun she has with them. And one time we were talking, and she's like, you know, Timmy, or she's like, you know, Johnny, uh, we, uh... <laughs> you got your, you got to get your mom lined out on that name thing. Yeah. So I have another brother named Timmy. Right. And, um... She's like, you know, Johnny, you uh, you can tell me anything. You can tell me, you know, if you're gay, and I would totally support you. It's not oh, that's nice. really that's nice. Oh. So I think she kind of had an inkling. Listen, right, if, I, if my if my parents were that uh, that that forgiving, I think I would just go gay too. Yeah. All right, then tell her. Then there's nothing to be worried about. I mean, if, if she really is that, I, I, I would in general, I would suggest you, you know, that your sexual behaviors and experiences are really not your parents' business. That I, I don't think it is unless you're uh, acting out in a dangerous way. I mean, if you're having uh, sex with a number of partners, not using a condom or uh, soiling her comforter or something, then she has a right to pipe up. If you're, you know, if you got a steady thing going on, you're being uh, safe about it, you're being uh, responsible about it, then I don't think it's something you necessarily have to bring up, even if it's in an, in an environment where you can bring it up. And most, most people who are having heterosexual experiences at that age don't choose to announce it at the dinner table. Well, hell no. Right? I mean, you talk about your relationships, and, you, and what, hopefully where you need support, you get it from your parents, but I don't think you have to run and announce what it is you're doing. Unless, Listen, unless you're afraid of what you're doing, you seem to be acting out inappropriately, as Adam said. I come from a long line of atheist, psychologist, hippies, and... And I wasn't comfortable bringing up, um, well, I was just masturbating, but I mean, I wasn't bringing up uh, anything in front of, you know, I, I, it is not necessarily something that is thrust upon you via religion or uh, via the virtues of the family. I think organically, or I should say Naturally. chemically, yeah, yeah. physically, a 15, 16, 17-year-old does not want to mention sex in front of the parents or discuss openly. And parents typically sex. don't, don't want to hear it. I don't want to do it at 32. Believe me, I don't know. When, you know I don't want to know my mom's and, getting some. That's for sure. In store today, we met a 15-year-old male who was saying how much his mom loves the show, and I, I said, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, that's that's great for you, for the guy, because that means that you can you can acknowledge that you're both understand these things and you listen to this show together and you can discuss some of the issues here but maybe you don't have to get real specific about what it is for that person oh you understand i would not listen to this show with my dad now it goes without saying it's because he keeps talking about stuff about i don't think my dad's heard of the show you gotta understand my dad is such a fan of the show that he once suggested coming on the show friday night about seven <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the kind of fan my dad is ah oh, well Oh, son, maybe I'll come on the show, I don't know, uh, Friday about 7?
<laughs> That's wonderful, Dad. I think uh, the grease man is doing the best of at that time, you big moron. Oh, Christ, my family. Can you believe that, Drew? Yeah, now I can. I don't know your family. Alicia, 16. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey. Hi, Adam. Hey, Alicia, what's up? Um, first, I want to comment on, on what Adam said about the, the, the droopy. Yeah. I would definitely have to say I'm one because I think uh, Dr. Drew's voice is absolutely sexy. Oh, thank you. Forget about the voice. You seen the man behind the voice? No, I haven't. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's a—he's just a big piece of ass. <laughs> it really is. Hey, well, do, you, do you have uh, the MTV where you are? Yes. All right. Turn it on one of these nights and just get a look at Drew. Okay. And listen, I don't want to offend uh, any of the uh, radio people who are listening, uh, the powers that be. So here's what you do. Okay. Um, Video tape. No, turn it on, but then just turn it right off, and don't put the sound up, all right? Okay. Okay. Um, well, actually, this is what I'm calling, but um, my my best friend um, called me up today, and uh, we've been for, for friends for about maybe three years or so, and um, I had kind of some feelings towards her, but I never really thought um, about it, really, and um, just, like, thinking about, like, messing around with her and stuff, and um, she calls me up today, um after work and she she says to me um what would you think about um something between you me and my boyfriend and i i had never really pictured him in in uh, like the whole scene but i'm kind of like really not really scared but kind of excited about the whole thing because um i i get to like experience something with her and that's what i've been like thinking of for a while how long is a while um about a year. So. Are, are you otherwise heterosexual? Yes, yes. I've never had um, uh, like uh, any kind of like physical contact with a female besides, you know, like... How about husband. with males? What's that? Oh, yeah, definitely with males. I mean, I've had a, a past with a couple of males. So would you have sex with this guy in order to get to her? I, that's one thing. I really wouldn't feel comfortable having sex with him because I think he's like a really big jerk. Yeah, well, then, what would you do with him? Um, I really, I don't know, because she wants to, um, she was telling me about some of the things that he wanted to do to us, because he, I, I think it's more of like watching us and then getting involved afterwards. Yeah. And they want to do this this weekend. What do you mean, afterwards? I mean, like, after he watches us, like, mess around. Lisa, let, me, let me ask Right, you. I know, but what do you think, what do you think his involvement entails? I don't know. Well, I, I think it entails your tail. I mean, I, I think he's gonna want to have sex with you, don't you? Well, see, the thing is, he, we, we have no. I guess so. I mean, I don't. Well, let me ask something. These what, are things to sort out, by the way. Yeah. What were your other relationships like when you had sexual experiences? Um. Well, I had my past like three boyfriends I'd been with for a very, very long time. Well, you're only 16. How long were you with each of them? Um. One I was with for nine months. One I was with for eight months. In the past months, in four months. And, and how long after? How long did the sexual component? How long did it take to get that into the relationship? Well, Pretty quick. My no, no. My first boyfriend, I was seven months into the relationship, and then we broke up a month afterwards. How, how did you feel about that? Um, he went off to college. How was How were you? But how did that feel? About about. How did it feel when you broke up? Well, I mean, it was, a, it was a mutual... I mean, we're still really good friends right now. Oh, all right, all right. So it wasn't a big downer. No. Hey, how old is this guy, this uh, girlfriend's uh, friend of yours boyfriend? He's 18. 18. Oh. I, I, I could only imagine being 18 and saying to my girlfriend, which I didn't have at 18, 
Hey, uh, how about you bring one of your hot little 16-year-old friends get in? You guys get in. It would have been, are you effing nuts? What are you, crazy? What kind of drugs are you on? Well, by the way, I... I oh, my God, I can't believe what's your, going on. Your friend is kind of suspect, I mean, in the way she's sort of conducting her relationships. Well, the thing is, she kind of admitted to me now that she had thought about things like this. Yeah, but she, but I, I, I don't pick up any... Too much from Alicia. I mean, Alicia's sort of put together, okay? I think your your sensibilities are sort of off in terms of what you expect to feel in your relationships and what will happen to you when you get involved in a threesome or physical encounter. It's going to be much more of an emotional impact than you're even aware of, I suspect. But the friend, the girlfriend, I think has got that's the one we should be doing the betting about. She's the one that's creating the chaos. She's the one that's without the boundaries. She's the one that's drawn everybody in, taking advantage of Alicia, who's had sort of a fantasy, you know, well, listen, I, I fault her because she's in a relationship and she's yeah. willing to sort of pimp her guy out. Absolutely. And that's that's a little weird. That's yeah. bad boundaries. That's chaos. All right. So and she will get hurt. Uh, that's that's my prediction. If she were to do this, the guy is going to abuse her in some way or she'll get involved with the You're talking about pull a groin, penis in the eye, or are you talking about emotional? Well, I don't know. So it, will be, it, it is not a healthy situation and she will end up getting hurt. But, Andrea, 19, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, Adam, as much as I love you, I'm going to have to address this one to Dr. Drew. Don't worry, sister. Okay. I'll be in on it. Okay. Um, basically, I've been diagnosed with seasonal affect disorder. Mm -hmm. Like, I just get depressed every winter. No winter, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, you never heard of that? I have that, but it's it's when the sun comes up. <laughs> every day? Yes, every freaking day. Yeah. No, this, it's, it's thought to be, the theory is, and it's not a, I don't know, it's a really highly accepted theory, is that... It has to do with the amount of uh, radi ultraviolet radiation oh, light that you're exposed to. Oh, please. Oh. Well, it does affect the hormonal cycling and it affects okay, the chemistry of the brain. Regardless, so. if, it's, if there's a seasonal aspect disorder, I yes. get severe depression every winter. Right. Where and do you live? It's a regular thing, California. No. Oh. San Francisco. Hmm. So um, it's this cyclical thing. Right, right. I decided that I should go on medication for it, which I was really cautious about, and yeah. I've been wanting to do it for years, but I finally decided that maybe I should, because okay. he said it would stop the cycle. All right. So, I'm just wondering, um, what he wanted to put me on was called Zoloft, do you uh -huh. know what that is? I know Zoloft, yeah. Um, but it was too expensive, and mm. I could get a different one for a different rate, and he didn't know much about it, so it's called Paxil. Well, if you, listen, then you're not seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah, it was a psychiatrist. Well, he, not, he, wait, how can you have Paxil's one of the more commonly prescribed drugs in this country? Okay, right no, now. he knew about it, but he said that he hasn't prescribed it. See, the thing is, I got it through my school's medical system, but then I have insurance somewhere else, so I went to get it there, and it wasn't, a, Zoloft wasn't available there, so I had to go to Paxil. All right. And so he just said that he hadn't prescribed it as much, so I was if um, side effects were the same as the ones he told me for Zola. Uh, they're similar, they're different. Paxil is shorter acting. Pa Paxil has a withdrawal syndrome associated with it. You can't stop it suddenly. The withdrawal can be very unpleasant. Paxil is the poor man's Zoloft? No, Paxil. I've they're said both, that so many times. They're today, both serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Paxil well, is that, a shorter acting. I've said many times. It's myself. less likely to cause drowsiness. That Zoloft is good for sleeping, that kind of thing. It's a little longer acting. Zoloft is a, is a, is a milder drug probably than Paxil. Paxil is very effective. Same, same class. Um, the, the screen says she had some other questions about the packs. Oh. Well, hey, um, it's bad to mix it, like, if with alcohol or pot. Yes, bad. And if, you, and if you're having seasonal affective disorder and you're using a lot of pot and alcohol, look there as the potential precipitating cause of your seasonal affective disorder. I'm guessing... You cannot I'm, treat depression without treating chemical use first. What? Sorry. Okay, no, I was just thinking. I was, I was going to say, it probably has nothing to do with the temperature. It probably has to do with, like, uh, the um, seasonal harvest of hemp or something. <laughs> 
When is the good? Um, when is the pot harvesting season, Drew? Is there any anymore? Hydroponics that go on these days. It's uh, yeah. 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 I'm from the old school. Where can I score a lid? <laughs> no one buys lids anymore. What is a lid? How much is in a lid? No idea. All right, I got to figure that one out. Josh, 16, you're on Love Line. Yeah, hi. Hey. Um, I have like this problem. I don't know if it's oral, but there's like a lot of hair on my butt. Oh. Yeah, you come to the right place, brother. Yeah, is that like normal? No. I hate to tell you, but no. And chicks hate it. I haven't noticed that. Well, you haven't been hanging your ass out in front of enough women yet. Don't worry. They'll, uh, they'll, you'll, you'll grow to hate your own growth. So tell them how to deal with it. You've had to deal with it for years. Josh, what's your nas nationality? I'm German. German. You blonde-haired or dark-haired? Um, brownish-blonde. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, coloring of the ass? Black. Black. Oh, that's a curse. You're a very hairy man. Yeah. And let me explain something, uh, Josh. Uh, at 16, uh, I, I, I swear to God, I looked like uh, Kate Moss when I was naked. I, I mean, I didn't have an ounce of hair on me. I was, uh, I, I, I was just, uh, I was bare as could be. And uh, now my ass is uh, like the uh, black forest, as Drew described it uh, last night. So this is something that's only going to get worse with time. But here's the good news. You can just groom it, you know. Get one of those barber. I'm, I'm not talking about a razor like uh, shaving cream and a bit. I'm talking about one of those things a barber uses to clean up your neckline. No, I'm, Just I, tell them to drag it down another three feet. A little feet. more clearly what, what, the, uh, what the dog hair cutters use You're right. the dog fur. Right. It's more of a sheep, shearing sheep than it shearing. is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you hear that sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go get yourself one of those and uh, prune yourself up uh, once a month. All right. You'll be fine. All right. Let me tell you. They, you know, look, all these guys, uh, half these idiot guys are shaving their chest and their arms and their legs anyway. Why does it make you less of a man to shave your ass? Let's say you shave your chest and your arms, you're a fairy. You shave your ass, that's a man spot. It's just when you have your friends do it. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, the, I don't come from uh, the Daddy Warbucks Foundation like you do, Drew. I had to work for my money. All right. Plus, I then... Made a uh, <clears throat> sweater out of the uh, clipping, so uh, and then sold that in turn for another twenty. So it was a killing, Drew. All right, Drew, why don't you uh, go ahead and sell this uh, next call? We're going to Sarah take. did something in front of her guy she likes, and we're going to find out what it is. It's very embarrassing. Ooh. The man is stretched. Stretch. Stretch. Love line. We'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. The boop 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 books. So. 1999 often becomes 84.50, doesn't it? When you buy flowers, yes. Not what you order; they're mostly dead. But now with the books, t h e b o u q s dot com, whole new way to send flowers. They took bouquets and simplified them. Send the flowers straight from sustainable, eco-friendly farms. It's off an active volcano in South America. They have a flat what, what? rate of forty dollars, free delivery. But since we don't always remember the birthdays and anniversaries, you have the option to sign up for the Books Never Forget subscription so they always send them. That's awesome. Thebooks.com will deliver flowers on their most important dates automatically. 
Okay, there's a summer long thebooks.com offering 15% off. All you got to do to get this discount is use the promo code CLASSIC for Classic Loveline at checkout. So go to thebooks.com, B-O-U-Q-S, that is T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S.com. Click on the shop button at the top of the page, send the special someone a book. Don't forget, order today. Order today with use the promo code CLASSIC to get 15% off and free shipping on flowers from the side of a volcano. Volcano! Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you have been asking for it. So here it is. We're going to give you three episodes of Classic Loveline every week. That means more Adam. Oh, shut up. Or me. Listen, listen. And more of those amazing Classic Loveline show moments. I always get mad at this stuff, and Adam's like, oh, who wears the pants in your house? What, how dare you t- put up with that? If my, my wife knows not to behave like that because she knows Now your does. wife calls the show and yells at hey. you during the show. So I should wait till I get home, and we're done by the time I get home. Download them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at podcastone.com. All right, Love Line on the New Rock Alternative. <laughs> 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number, 310-4455. Come on, let's just run by self, Mike. Come on, you'll get paid to say. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. I am Panky. And uh, that is uh, that is droopy. Okay, uh, I'm totally sleep deprived, a little bit punchy. Now, a lot of people think that's irresponsible. Well, look at you coming in your job, you're half caught. You know what I'm saying? No. Well, I get paid a, a fair wage to come on here each night and do my thing, yeah. and I certainly don't get paid to come in here half cocked, half asleep, and with a poor attitude. But that's when you're funny. That's my point, Drew. So I should get, tonight should be bonus night, because I'm falling asleep. The bonus is we can be amused. Thank That's our you. bonus. Yes, we can be entertained I can tonight. F up all night, and you guys can have a big laugh about it. All right, Engineer Mike, knock that off. Sarah. What? You're 16, you're on Love Line. Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, I've got this problem. Yeah. See, there's this guy, and I've been really, really, really... Uh, keeping an eye on him since last semester. Sarah, at the beginning what? of last semester. Yeah. And today, I finally got the courage to go up and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I totally made a fool of myself. Okay. What'd you do? Um, well... Okay, I've had enough. Well, no, no, no. No, I really have. Look, now, wait, wait, wait. Listen, we got to deal you, with important problems. Well, no, wait a minute. Now, wait, that is... Look, tell me everybody hasn't gone through that. Uh, no, everyone has gone through okay. it. That's so, my well, point. So, we don't but, want problems right. everyone's but, gone but through. But everybody has hated it. Everybody's suffered with it. Help Sarah. All right. Sa- Sarah, yeah. what did you say exactly in front of this strapping lad? Um, well, I waited outside of his classroom for him to get over there. Mm-hmm. And all I could say was, I like your pants. Where did you get them? Sarah, and right. I'm sure you feel like an ass, right. but he, right. he doesn't even remember the comment. Uh, absolutely. And even if you had done something horrible, most people will go on to something else very quickly. But what you need to do, Sarah, is really 
really actually put yourself out there and humiliate yourself more. I mean, get you know what I'm okay. saying? Get more experience with this. Right. You're glad and, you hung on, Sarah. And ultimately, ultimately, she needs to refine her social skills. You've got to you've got to develop friends. You've got to network with those friends. You've got to learn when it's appropriate to approach somebody and how to do it. It takes it's right. no, work to do that. True. Please stop projecting, Sarah. <laughs> For just one second. See my high school pictures. Uh, I could just see a young Drew. Uh, 1975. Uh, nice gauchos. Cool corkies. Sarah? Yeah? Does he know you exist? What? Does he know you exist? Uh, he does now, because after class it got worse. Okay. Well, I really don't care. No, 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 just no, because I it's just say the damn quite, you know, make the statement. Don't wait for the part where I go. Really, what else happened? Well, I don't think you want to know what else. Happened. Oh, all right, all right, let's move on. Yeah, but the, uh, Denise, thirty-three. The reason, the reason you treat her like that is because she feels so crappy about herself. No. No. All right, hold on, Denise. Okay, hold on, Sarah. Yeah. All right, listen. You know we love you, right? All right, listen, I, I, you're right. All right, I'm just saying that, all right? I really don't care. But listen, you're 16, you're a little bit awkward, uh, network with your friends, uh, go ahead and speak your mind to this guy. You have nothing to feel ashamed of, okay? Wait, wait a second, Adam. Yeah. You know, you, you're really sexy when you're punchy. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, just hit myself. Look at this. We tried. Uh, we tried. Drew, yeah, Sarah yeah. called to yank our chain right. for like and right. see how much time she could waste. Now, right. I got rid of her 30 seconds into right. it, but right. no. Right. 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 Let's keep going. All right. All right. But let's not run the show based on your high school experiences, Drew. Would that be all right for just a moment? Denise, 33, you're on Love Line. Hi. I just wanted to call and say you guys are great. Um, I have two questions, one for Adam and one for Drew. Um, I'll ask Adam yours first. Um my boyfriend, he's 22, mm -hmm. and uh, he loves me when I wear G-strings. Right. And they're real uncomfortable. Well, it, there's no difference between a thong back and a G-string, is there? Um, I think they're about. I think they're the same. Hey, if if one had to have a little more width, I'd go with the thong back. Yeah. <laughs> if one has the word string in it. And yeah. By the way, uh, things you wrap around your ass that have the word string in it, I try to stay away from. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, my penis pokes out of a pair of boxer shorts I'm ruined for the day. I could only imagine what it would be like with a piece of rope up my ass. I, I could, I'd never be able to function. I really wouldn't. I mean, one side of my shorts hikes up a little bit under my jeans, and that's it. I have to stop and lie down for 20 minutes. Uh -huh. You women walking around, it's amazing what you wear. I, they're really uncomfortable, but he says, oh, your sexy underwear, and our sex is great ever since I started wearing them. All right, well, put the things on, you know, when you, do you work? Yes. All right, so go to work, and then those big uh, bloomers your grandma left you when she passed on, and then when you come home, uh, slide those off and pull on the G-string just long enough for him to tear them off with his teeth. <laughs> okay. What's the big controversy? Uh, I'll tell you, I... I the thong back thing is just a wild turn on for men. It really is. A woman's ass looks better in a thong back than it does naked. I don't know what it is. There's no shaping going on with the thong back. It really isn't. I mean, plus the cheeks envelop the whole most of the part of the thong back. It's just that little triangle at the top with the two uh, with the horizontal line going across that wraps around the waist. But I don't know why. That's a huge turn on. And then the buns look better. 
Oh, those thong back bathing suits. Oh, oh, those are a pair of sneakers. I don't know what it is, but I love the sneakers. I know it's the trashiest look in the world, and it may not be as bad as pubs, but a woman in a thong back bathing suit who puts like the sneakers on, you know, to go to the snack stand because the sand's real hot. She just slides those Reeboks on and makes her way up to get like a fudgicle. That's exciting. Okay. That really is. All right. Let's go on. Her? Let's go on. She had a question for you, though. She did? Yeah. All right, go back. Denise. Yes. What is your question for Drew? Oh. Yes. Um, I was born and raised in L.A., and I just moved here to Wisconsin because I was hooked on uh, meth speed yeah. for like eight years. Yeah. And my whole family and all my friends. Mm. And um, every time I call them on the phone and talk to them, my sister and my brothers are talking, you know, a million miles an hour, just wired. They're tweaks. Yeah, they're tweaks. Yeah, and tweaks. <laughs> exactly. And I keep having dreams, and I wake up so depressed. You have using dreams? I just keep having, yeah, I have dreams that I got a pipe in my hand. I'm yeah, using dreams are normal, and uh, they are a part of the recovery process. We didn't get to find out if Denise is actually in a recovery program, but Denise, you need to know that if you do not get involved in some kind of treatment, NAAA something, your relapse potential on either speed or something is extraordinarily high. You've got to get on something. Those using dreams when you're in recovery actually serve a very useful function. They will go on for several months. They're, the, they're basically rehearsals. They're the same kind of dreams you have if you're studying for an exam and you wake up in the middle of the night thinking you hadn't studied for it. Right. It reminds you what it would have felt like if you hadn't done your work. Yeah, it's like when I had that dream that my mom and uh, grandmother were beating me senselessly with my own oversized uh, genitalia in the deep end of the pool. I mean... Wait a minute, how does that work? It was your mom and your grandma. No, I'm saying that so people understand because that's what you've been labeling it. Yes, it was a couple yes, of haunchy yes, older yes. women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh. I think may have, one of them may have been your mom, Drew. What do you think of that? Wearing the thong back on the deep end. Megan, 20. Hi. May. Your show. Um, I really could use your help. Um, my problem is that uh, I'm 20 years old and basically in every single romantic relationship I've ever been in, um, what happens is uh, somehow, some way, the man that I'm dating becomes absolute first priority in my life. And this has happened in every single relationship. And I ah. recognize this pattern and I try to stay away from it. I'm a totally healthy. And it's just, I'm really seriously concerned that I'm not going to be able to develop. Right, my hold on, Megan. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you really struck a chord with Drew because there's a wallet came uh, flying out faster than I'd ever seen it fly out. Lord knows you go out to dinner with the guy, the wallet doesn't come out. But the wallet's out, the buck is out, my buck is out, I don't even know what to make of this call yet. I'm just that kind of gambling fool. <laughs> Drew's got some very strong gambling feelings about this. Uh, Drew? Yes, my background is... Please, my dear, don't you listen to the show? Um, yeah. All right, now look, just settle in. Because we got to go to break. All right, now, when we come back, I'm going to uh, strip the cocky Drew of that dollar. So, Megan, you stay on hold, and we'll be back for, with some gambling antics after this. This is the task. Okay. Love line will be where? Nate, New York. No, you idiot. Hey. Love line will be right back. Um, me. I'll do that if you don't mind.
Hey, it's Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might ask yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what is slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, the internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis, and then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what is slowing down your computer. That is MyCleanPC.com. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is the one who is board certified. All right, we have some gambling to do. Please, Drew, uh, keep the grubby doctoral mittens off the moolah. All right, so Megan is a clingy and dependent, and we are, I'm getting, it's, it's the classic codependency syndrome. We have to say alcoholic dad, something like that. Alcoholic dad, yeah. All right, because every guy she's... Well, what was her problem? I wasn't even listening. Every, what was she, her problem? She becomes totally preoccupied with the guys, over-idealizes them, and just completely focuses all of her being on these guys. Kind of oh. clingy and... Okay, all right. I'm going uh, no alcoholism in the family, but uh, neglect. Go for something a little heavier. Sodomy right. by uh, the Pope. Okay. All right? all right? All right. I should really get. Uh, you should really put in another dollar if the Pope sodomized her. <laughs> Wouldn't that be surprising, Drew? All right, so I'm going with uh, sodomized by the clergy, and you're going with what, Drew? Alcoholic death. All right, but please, can I go with the more sensible yes, one? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going with uh, uh, estrangement, right. uh, neglect. Okay. The father was out of the picture. All right. All right. Never there. Megan. Someone's going to have to pay you both. <laughs> really? The Pope didn't nail you? No, not the mm. Pope. That, that part's wrong. But, uh, sexual abuse. Yeah, That's no. what I was... You were on sexual abuse? Uh, there was... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. And yes, there's alcohol. That was the uh, big... But uh, my concern is, how do I break out of this? I'm in therapy. I just... How long have you been in therapy for? Um, about two years. It takes about... To really do th this one, it's probably about five years at least. You're kidding. No. No. Hmm. Sucks. So there's yeah. no easy cure on love. No. Right? no, no, but go. You can go to Al-Anon or Coda. I mean, that that's sort of a. It's a that little. Would be worth my my while. You think that would help? It would help. I mean, the, you can get <laughs> confronted. <laughs> Drew's just running you around town. He don't give a. No, you can get you can get confronted by your peers, and it, you, the relationships you develop with your peers are different than the relationship you develop with a, with a therapist. Well, Megan, and what happened? What happened? It's just every single relationship. It's no, 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 no. Not what happened. Listen to me. Not what happens, but what happened. What happened with my family? Yes. Um, basically, both my parents are alcoholic. My father was very abusive oh. and uh, also not in the picture very often for me anyway. And um, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe getting a dollar back here. What no, I was a caretaker and it was codependent. And he was not in the picture? Well, he was in the picture, and he wasn't when he was in the Wait picture. Wait a minute. Well, I put the down. 
<laughs> Megan, hold on. Let me try to steer you. Okay. He was neglectful? Yes. He uh, uh, wasn't um, understanding of your needs? Oh, yes. Even though he may not have been there physically, emotionally, he was always out to lunch? Right. Okay, good. Thank you. I'll buck back. Thanks, baby. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Yes, it's going to take a little therapy, and uh, yeah, go to those meetings, get involved in the group, and all that. Listen, you're 20. Everybody screws up their relationships until in, in, until they get into but the she, 30. But she really understands what's going on here. Yeah, got some insight. I don't date anybody then. Uh, I recommend you talk to your therapist about it. Actually, the best thing of all would be to do a codependency recovery, get a sponsor, and take some feedback from your peers. That's an efficient way to deal with problems like this. Robert, 21. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Um, I was just got a real basic question. I was dating this girl. She like, she's in college, and I was like, we saw each other for like Christmas break and stuff when she came down, and we dated and stuff for like the whole month. And I went down there and stuff. And while we were there, while I was there, talk, we talked about our relationship together, and we depended, like, we were just like talking about how she didn't want to be like totally committed to me and stuff like that and I was like well that's fine you know I can go along with that so she me and her agreed to see other people and she called me like Monday and told me that uh she was seeing somebody else and I had been seeing somebody else and I had a sexual relationship with this person she told you that well no I told her that I had a sexual relationship with somebody else oh okay and then uh she got all pissed off and stuff like that all right so she called to tell you she was seeing somebody else, and you uh, countered that with you're also seeing somebody else and getting it on. Basically, yeah. All I right. felt bad about it, and I wanted to tell her, be truthful and honest to her. You know? Well, yeah. And then she's like, she also told me that she was like interested in ten other guys, and I'm like, whoa, that's kind of right. like. All right, Robert, what's your what's your question? She's she's going out with half of the fraternity. You're banging some chick in another part of the country. I mean, what do you what do you want to know when when the Set the date? I feel guilty for... No, no. Come on. You, you Listen, you're both young. You went and visited her uh, in college. You both agreed to see other people when you left, and then you both uh, held true to your agreement. And yeah. Boy, did you hold, hold true to your agreement. You're off having sex. She's interested in a battalion of guys. That's it. Yeah. All right. Don't feel bad. I mean, it's kind of screwed up because she's, like, telling me to basically screw off now I'm well all right she her feelings are a little bit hurt but she's seeing other guys yeah all right hold your head up robert I you didn't do anything wrong you agreed to see other people and you saw other people that's all yeah, but she, the thing was is like she acted like we were totally committed when i told her that all right you just tell me how sick you're getting earlier today now you're spinning all over me what's up with that on a psychological level here's the point if drew you want to see other hosts i'm out of a job yeah I'm not like, all right, well, you see other hosts, and then I'll still come in here and hang out. I mean, it's like, that's it. It's over. Mm -hmm. See other people, it's over. Because that is a relationship when you see other people. Yep. Never works. Never heard of it working. The only time it works is when one person gets uh, their bluff called, gets jealous, and comes running back. That's all the seeing other people is. Chris. Yeah. 17. Um, I really love your show, by the way. Thanks, Chris. My, my girlfriend uh, lives in New Jersey, and she was supposed to be visiting me uh, next week, Valentine's Day. And her, uh, her mother had said uh, that she could and that you know, everything was planned. And I specifically 
uh, at my birthday party around there. It'll be 18. And Is your birthday's not until June? February 24th. Oh, okay. What's the question, Chris? Anyway, her mother all of a sudden said uh, said no just today. No what? No, that she can't. She can't come. Uh, and what? No. No, we have no bananas. No. True. You're beyond punchy now. Sure, but her mom said no. no. No, that she can't come to this thing. She can't come to to visit me. All right. And and the uh, reason we, is I wouldn't normally be upset, but this has happened before, and I really, I'm really, really. I was really looking forward to this. Right, how, old, how old is she, Chris? Uh, she's almost 16, 15. Oh, please. Where do you live? I live in Maryland. Where does she live? She lives in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. All right, please listen to calls. I, uh, who's punchy I'm over here? I'm call. I'm sorry. Well, you're very, um, you're, you're not smitten with Chris at all. I got to tell you, Chris was like uh, 11 seconds into his, uh, into his question. And you're like, all right, let's get to it. So who's the a-hole here? All right, Chris, here's the situation. You're wondering why this girl who's 15, why her mother isn't uh, skipping down to the train station with her in order to pack her onto this uh, sex train and right. send her down so you can have your way with her on Valentine's Day in another state, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, the girl's 15. True. Could you imagine no. me, no. Pauline? No, I can't even imagine it. Don't even say it. All right. Now, but, I, but I could imagine that if I, if I were going in that direction, that she would have to be at her absolute best behavior every minute of every day for a long time leading yeah. up to that. She and, has been. And if anything transgressed, uh, that would be it. Well, yeah. and how far is Maryland from uh, New Jersey? It's just oh. like three hours drive. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, well, she has, the thing is, it's like she has been working really hard, and we've both been uh, sort of uh, trying our best to, I mean, be in our... What is the mom's reason? Yeah. What is mom's reason for it? Um, she has to pick up her husband from the airport or something like that. Right. What's her other reason? I have no idea. All right, uh, listen, Chris, here's the deal. I, I know it's a tough situation. I know you're disappointed. I know you're excited about this. God, I'm getting excited just hearing about it. But her sending her 15-year-old daughter to come stay with you, uh, you know, uh, a few hundred miles away is, is sort of unrealistic for, for a mother to endorse that of a 15-year-old. And the mother's probably just a, a sane woman, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I like to think of myself as a fairly open-minded guy. I would not take any 15-year-old daughter of mine, put her on a train, and send her out to a different state so she could stay with some uh, s slumber party with some hopped-up 17-year-old. No. Anyway, Chris is a decent guy. You're just going to have to be patient, Chris. It's a three-hour drive. You make the drive. Six hours yes. with a boner. Yes. I'll tell yeah. you that. Should he talk to the mom? Yeah, I think he should talk to the mom. In he person. should go over there. Yeah. Yes, he yeah, should court her and all that kind of stuff. But don't expect her to, you know, come out and do a little slumber party action. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. Karen, 21, you're on Love Line. Hello there. Hey. Yeah, I was just like, it's kind of weird. One of my friends has talked about it. It's like stripping. Mm-hmm. We're like thinking about getting into it. But like at your age, it's kind of Demoralized. Right. Well, how do you look naked? Oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it be, uh, is it a turn-on? Is it a fantasy, or is it only money? Well, basically, like, we've talked about it being, like, money. Uh, uh, let me ask you again. Is it a turn-on or a fantasy, or is it just money? Well, just money. Okay, for you. Just money. Were you ever abused in any fashion when you were growing up? 
What's that? Were you ever abused in any fashion when you were growing up? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Are you high on drugs now, or is that something you do later? Uh, stoned sometimes. All right. All right. Listen, I'll tell you what. Do me a favor. Get naked right now. I'm just, uh, you live in an apartment, or where do you live? Well, like in a house. You live in a house? All right, get stoned and um, open the curtains and press your ass against the window, okay? Wait a minute. Well, let's start slow. No, no, wait a minute. I let's mean, build into this. All right. But, but See how that feels. As we've talked to a lot of people who do stripping, and they usually are acting out, often are acting out some uh, unresolved trauma from childhood where they were abused by father. Uh, let me, let me explain you know. something, Drew. Let me explain something about life. Everybody right, is right. acting out I unresolved. I understand, I understand, but this is severe stuff usually. Everybody. No, this is oh, stuff. my neighbor. Oh. All right, this is severe stuff usually, all right? And even I got to talk about my neighbor. What happened? Let's, after the break. Well, let me just make my point for Christ's sake, and that okay. is that, that, that even, even people who don't aren't acting out specific issues end up having lots of feelings of self-loathing, and they hate men for, for the way the men behave in their relation with them in this manner. And they get locked into it, and it's usually a mess people get into, right? It's a matter of degree. Listen, people that get themselves into doing, like, snuff films or hardcore porn were most always uh, not taken care of as a child. Uh, hey, people, what about women that do uh, bikini modeling? Were they molested? No. But they have their own issues. People that become uh, radio show hosts and comedians have issues. Oh, yes. People that become... <coughs> There's, uh, lawyers have issues. I mean, there are many... Whatever your issue was, is how it manifests itself in what you do as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then we, as a society, sort of judge on how deviant that is. And yes, if you're a prostitute working the streets, chances are you had some stuff done to you. It's yeah. a matter of degree. Right, right, right. right. I God agree. knows what politics... Uh, what happened to people that get into politics or, or radio? <laughs> oh, they just sat around, napped, and whacked off. Oh, okay. Well, that's not traumatizing. All right, when we come back, I got, you remind me to talk about my neighbor. Oh, God, I hope they're not listening because I'm in a ton of trouble because I'm, I'm really... Oh, okay, we'll be back. Think happy thoughts. Make this music go away. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts are new. Love line will be right back. Ah, yes, Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. They're guaranteed to be 40 bucks plus in value in every crate. That's more than double. Hell, even I can do that math. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. So let's get cracking, people. You've got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. But when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So let's get to getting. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com forward slash ace, enter the code ace, and save 10% on any new subscription. That's lootcrate.com forward slash ace and save 10%. All right, phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. Hey, come Sunday, either George Clinton, the um, king of funk, will be in here. Uh, 
And I'm James going, Woods. I'm going to Kona, and I will be thinking. Or about Courtney Cox oh, will be in maybe there. Maybe I'll be thinking about you. You're going to Kona. Yeah. Where's that? Mexico. It's, yeah, my wife's a travel agent. She sits in Hawaii somewhere. Is that its she's, own island? She set it up. It's part of the big island, whatever that means. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. The big island. Yeah. All right. I hope a volcano goes off. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so you'll Bruce not be, be here. here. You'll be making. Oh, uh, Doctor Bruce. Be, yeah. yeah, I like Bruce. Bruce um, great. When are you go- you're gonna be around Monday? Monday? Uh, no. Sunday, Monday, I'll be gone. All right. So. No hesitation in your voice at all. None. You don't feel any source of uh, obligation to the listeners? To the listeners. But otherwise, it's it's called relief. Okay. I better get to see my wife. You understand? I see her. It's with three kids hanging off us. Let me tell you, that's uh, it's not a bad plan. All right. Uh, we'll be back in 10 seconds. You'll burn the hell. This is Love Line on Radio. Oh, hey, she likes you. you know, I know. And she listens to this show. I she know. Hurt when oh, you say. Oh, please! Like now you're stealing my thunder. I like. I like your wife. I like her. She's a pain in the ass. She knows that's she's a pain in the it. ass. Yeah, All right, good. that's fine. Okay. Well, I like her too. And listen, her and I have uh, really one of the most genuine, honest uh, relationships I've ever had with a human being. <laughs> It really is. What does that mean? I told her uh, she was a pain in the ass the day I met her. I, it Maybe the day before. And she went, yeah, all right. And I went, okay. Then, you know, we're, we're friends. Why, yeah. yes. All right. There's no problems. Listen, your wife's pushy. She likes to push. Huh? That's fine. Huh? I don't like pushy. Uh, yeah. well, I still like her, though. It's not one of these things, you know. Actually, hanging out with people you, 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 you call a pain in the ass is sort of okay. It's just when you don't talk about it, it gets uncomfortable. You know, you, oh, right. man, this, oh, oh, and then they start talking. You start thinking, oh, Christ, <laughs> there they go again. Susan, I just go, hey, come on, shut up. <laughs> but then, you know, she does the same thing to me. It's, it's, right. it's really all right. That's called honesty. It's good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think a sexual thing starting to evolve out of this, too, quite honestly. All right, let me talk about my neighbor. All right. I, I hope to God my neighbor's not listening because I, I don't need any more trouble. But I, I can't get past this. I really can't. I, everybody with their dramas. Everybody. Everybody out there. Here's, let me explain life to everybody. People, things get done to people growing up. I don't care what the scenario is. I don't care if you're rich, poor, or middle class. Parents divorced, together, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. Little things happen when you're growing up. And you sort of pick that theme up and you run with it in life. Mm. And it's not something that goes away on your 21st birthday or even your 51st birthday. A lot of people have their little dramas. And what they do is they walk around life with their little drama. It's like a little play that they've memorized. And they cast people in the roles of their play. Oh, yeah. There's the abuser, abuser, there's the savior, you know, there's the antagonist and the protagonist. Absolutely. It's just like they're casting a bad play. Yep. Except for it's not a one act. It's a, uh, you know, 76 and a half year act. So long as it's, it's longer than that uh, uh, Tony and Tina's wedding. Now, what was that play, play that was running out here for? Uh, Tamara. Uh, Tamara. And running longer than Tamara. All right. Thank you, Drew. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Finally contributing to the show. Thank you. So people have their little agendas, and it really pisses me off when you're talking to someone and you see their clear-cut agenda, and they're going and going and going, and you just don't care. 
And whenever you get too much from somebody and it doesn't feel right, it usually means they're working on their agenda. You know what I'm talking about? Like you start, you, you know, you, you bump into someone at work and you say something to them and they start talking to you. Next thing you know, they're crying. Well, that, that's, that's... Hold on, Drew. Knock it off with that button. Does that hurt? Do you, you hear something? No, but it's very distracting. What's going on? I, I'm trying to drink some tea and I don't want everybody to, have to listen to that. All right. This on and off again. All right. All right. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Here's my point. When, point when I, you're call, getting, I call that craziness. That's when, a craziness. When you're getting more than what meets the eye, meaning when you go, geez, I, I took the person's parking lot, I, uh, parking space, I said I was sorry, and the person is crying. They're really yelling at their, uh, you know, ex-husband who left them for their, uh, for a young secretary. They're not yelling at you. My neighbor, I, here's what I need to do to my house. Oh, this house. It's, it's turned into a, it's just a big money pit. I have to sandblast the house. Uh-oh. And then restucco, put a uh, color coat on the house. And sandblasting is a big, messy uh, job. I have a wall that runs along my property and the neighbor's property. It's a, like a, a house that's up on a hill, and it's like a big, uh, it, it's a big retaining wall. This wall's an eyesore. It's not been painted in 50 years. The paint's chipping and whatnot. It needs to be sandblasted and then color-coated. In order to do that, we must go into the neighbor's yard, sandblast it, and then stucco it. But it's all right, because they're staring at this wall, and I'm essentially giving their house a makeover by doing my own wall that they stare at every day. So I called the neighbor and told her, listen, I'm going to be coming over there. I'm going to be sandblasting. We'll try to keep things neat. We'll clean up after ourselves. Oh, she starts in with the shrubs. Oh, there's shrubs. There's no shrubs. I've looked at the area. There's rocks welcome, with, like, a little peat moss on it. Welcome to homeownership. There is not a frickin' shrub to be found. Yule Gibbons couldn't live an hour off of that stuff, even if he was alive. Nothing. So she calls, and, and here's the conversation. Do you know this? Do you guys know what I'm talking about when you have these conversations? Here's the conversation. Here's me. Um, I'll be coming over. I'll be coming over Friday morning. It's a professional sandblasting outfit. They're very careful. Uh, they're going to come into your yard, so you're going to have to leave your gate open uh, Friday morning. They'll do as best they can. I'll tell them to put tarps down. They'll clean up, and everything will be cool, and you'll have a new wall at the end of it. Okay, but I'm worried about the shrubs. I've worked very hard to grow the shrubs, the shrubs, the shrubs. Okay, well, I'll tell the guys to be extra careful. Okay, because I planted them oh, almost three years ago, and we've been trying to get them to grow for a while. Okay. Well, I'll tell the guys to be extra careful, and we'll put the tarps down. Yes, I'd appreciate it, because it would be very easy for sand and whatnot to get into the shrubs and then kill the shrubs, and we've worked very hard to grow the shrubs. Okay. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want me to put a frickin' bond out? Yes, I'm taking a million-dollar bond out on the frickin' shrubs. I've told you eight times I'm taking care of the shrubs. I'll tell them to be careful. That is it. That is all. That's all I can do. That is it. That's really good. It's passive aggressive. Oh, so we had this conversation two nights ago, and I called again today. Uh, just want to tell you, a little scheduling change. It's moved back a day. They'll be in. Okay. Let's be careful with the shrubs. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes, because it's, uh, we've worked very hard to grow. Meanwhile, the shrubs don't exist. Right. You look at this, it's a freaking rock. Yeah. Be careful with the shrubs. The shrubs are very important. Uh, yes, 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 the shrubs. It's at it, the point where you just want to just start cursing at people. Yeah. And I've started thinking to myself, what the hell kind of agenda is going on in this person's head that we have to address the shrub issue seven or eight hundred times? The issue is I am improving your home by spending my hard-earned money 
fixing up a dividing wall. Right. That you, is you it. Go back to the shrubs, and I'll give you the subtext. Uh, the shrubs. I'm so pissed off you for messing up my yard. But you're I, over there building day and night. You ripped the crap out of our house next door. I planted the I'm shrubs you, three years I'm ago. I'm telling you, if you're the neighbor, I, it's a neighbor. No. Yeah, I, Let me tell you the other one. Here's the other one with the neighbor. The sun. The sun came by. It, and look at me as God is my witness. The sun came by two days ago, ran into me in the driveway and said, when are you going to be sandblasting? And I said, um, I, think, uh, I think tomorrow. Oh, really? I said, uh, yeah, is that a problem? Tomorrow's a really bad day for me. I said, really? We'll be doing it. You know, we're not doing it from, from uh, you know, uh, 12 midnight to dawn. We'll do it at 8 in the morning. It's the middle of the week. I have to study tomorrow for a very important test. Oh, now I'm thinking to myself, can you go to the freaking library, pal? Um, it'd be very important to me to reschedule. Now, I'm talking about a whole crew. This is a crew. I mean, this cost me two grand. There's a whole sandblasting crew and everything. They're scheduled to come out. Could we do it? Do you think we could do it? I said, well, um, I don't know. I think they're scheduled. Let me go up and talk to the guys and see what we can do. Go up and talk to the guys. He's still with us. Um, yeah, could we? Yeah, tomorrow's really bad for me. I'm really important. I got to study. What the hell is going on with that? So I said, fine, we'll switch it to the next day. And then I get the shrub conversation next from mom. Oh. 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 You, you, live, you have some scary neighbors. This is not health over there. Oh, okay. the shrubs. You're going to have to get like electrified wire around your house. <laughs> You're in trouble. A team of Rottweilers oh, and uh, yeah. uh, like a, uh, I'm kidding. Secret Service. Oh, they, look, they're not. They're not violent people. They're just the shrub. <laughs> Eight times the shrub. Oh, Sydney. Sydney, fourteen. You're on Love Line. Hi. Um, I wanted to get a tattoo, but this guy's twenty-one. That was going to give it to us in his, in his apartment. And I was just going to go with my friend, and I was wondering if that was dangerous. Where are you going to get it? On my hip. Do me a favor. And get it of a shrub. <laughs> Is he a tattoo artist? Um, he's been in jail for like two years. And he learned right. how to do tattoos there? I don't know. Everybody in jail learns how to do tattoos. Yeah. Okay, so God do, forbid these guys learn a trade, except for tattooing. Do not do this. I mean, you don't know of, of what the conditions are, what the needle that he might be using. You don't know anything about the, the, uh -huh. the dyes he's using. You don't know... You guys, twenty-one. You're going to an apartment alone with him. That, that's already a bad idea. What? I'm showing him your hips. I mean, you're going to drop your pants. I mean, don't don't do this, Sydney. Do not do this. Do not do this. I, I'm sure. Is, does your mom or dad know you want to do this? No. Could you get consent from them to have it done at a, at a reputable place? What? Could you get them to consent for you to get a consent from them to allow you to have it done at a reputable place? They they would never do that. All right, well, but don't go to the uh, don't go to the felon's house and drop your pants for the unsterilized needle, Sydney. Right. This is the worst idea since the shrub lady. Okay, <laughs> please don't. Okay. All right, all right. Thanks. Plenty all of time right. for tattoos. <laughs> really, there are. <laughs> Drew wanted to squeeze that in before she left. Plenty of time for tattoos. Oh, what would be good? Uh, when when is tattoo month, Drew? You should really be on the tattoos. <laughs> you should be on like the uh, council of tattoos. Plenty of time for tattoos. Sharon, 18, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I was calling because you guys were earlier, uh, you guys were talking about sexual abuse. Yep. And um, I was calling because I have a question for you, first of all. Um, I was molested by my grandfather, and he was supposed to serve eight years, but he only served three. Mm. And um, 
what ended up happening is my mom put him in jail. She believed me and everything else. And then um, just recently, me and my mom stopped talking, and she's now saying that she doesn't believe that it ever happened. And if it did, she wanted to know how drastic or if it just happened once. And, um, do you think it happened to your mom, maybe? I think so. I, do, you, do you see how if it happened to her, if it was horrific for her, she would sort of defend against having to deal with those memories? Yeah. She'd Who, rather make you wrong than deal with those feelings. Who's crying in the background? My yeah. baby. Oh. How many kids do you have? How many what do you have? A whole I, nursery? Uh, no, I just have one. He's eight months. All right. And who's oh. that by? Uh, it's by my uh, fiancé. Oh, your fiancé? Yes. You're going to get married? Uh, yeah, we're looking at another two years, though. Okay. Incredible. And time Incredible. And time enough to have five more kids. <laughs> Karen, go get married tonight. Get married. You have a child. Make a family. Please. Aww. Come on. Please. No, on no. Don't get child. married. Sharon, uh -huh. forget about not getting married. Uh, don't have any more kids. In fact, uh, put the phone down and go attend to your child, please. No. My best friend told him. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the one with palsy? Okay. Sharon. Uh-huh. All right, so your grandfather did molest you. Yes. All right, that's horrible. Did you, did you get any counseling? Um, no, my mom wouldn't take me. All right, listen to me. Oh, uh -huh. All right. Break the cycle of abuse. This is your chance, because you will do funny things to your kid. What is your kid's name? Uh, it's uh, DJ. DJ. You, All right, you you've already started with the DJ. Yeah, you will Listen, you this. are going to screw DJ up more than um, more than a piece of uh, the corkscrew macaroni. All right, you know I'm tired. <laughs> You are going to screw this kid up. Do you understand? You have no choice but to screw this kid up. Get some counseling. Please. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You went through a horrible, horrible situation. And you have no support from your family. And you have no support. You're trying to raise a kid. You're not married yet. Yeah, but my question was is that um, my mom is now wanting a relationship with him. With your granddad? Yeah. Mm. Because now she's saying that um, she doesn't know that if it ever happened and... So she wants to ask him if it did. Uh, well, like he's going to come clean. Uh, you know what happened, though, right? Yeah. What is up with the relationship that you have with your mother that you can't look her in the eye and tell her what he did and she believe you? Well, because the whole thing is that she, I'm adopted, and she thinks that because I was adopted that I just um, somehow wanted to make my life worse, I guess, and just make it all up. And just right, but that's not an excuse for not having her. I don't care if you're adopted or not. I mean, what, what did she, did she adopt you when you were 14? Uh, no. How old were you? Four. All right, good. She's your mom. Yeah. She should believe you. Yeah. I don't trust her. Oh, no, yeah. I don't so trust her. But listen, Sharon, uh -huh. you've got to get some counseling. You can't go through this situation without being screwed up by it. You understand? Yeah. And you can't raise a but, kid but, without but, dumping but it on at the least, kid. At least, Sharon, we, I got, we got to give Sharon some positive strokes. I mean, she's in a Let's stable relationship, okay. right? She's planning on getting married, right? Yeah. And uh, you're, you're, you and your fiancé are okay? Yeah, we're doing okay. Where is he? Uh, he's in bed. Does he work? Yeah, he does. Oh, he does? Yeah. What's he do? Uh, he's manager for Burger King. All right. All right. You guys are on easy street. All right, Sharon. Uh -huh. No more kids. Do you hear me? Yeah. What? Why would you want more kids? Why, why, why? I don't want any more kids. Okay. <laughs> right. Are you using protection? No, again, this is sort yes, of... Yes, we are. And, yeah. I, and I'm kind Double of... Double down. Why, why did you have a child before marriage? Help me. I'm trying to understand this. Uh, I guess it just happened. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, that just happens. Right? It just happens. Well, and if, it, if, if there was something other motivating you to do it, what would that other motivation be? 
Um, I was <laughs> probably horny. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you're wearing con- using condoms now. How come you decided not to do that? Uh, then? Why didn't I uh, use them then? It was then? just a single episode, a single mistake? Uh, well, I wouldn't call them a mistake, but... But you... you re- all right, it wasn't a mistake. Why did you want to do it? Uh, Why did you want to have a kid? Help me. Uh, well, uh, okay. I got in a relationship, and uh, I really liked the guy, so when I found out that I was pregnant, I just decided to keep it because it was a part of him. And how about what motivated you to, to get into the position of becoming pregnant? I don't know. It just happened. Uh, all right. Well, Duck, did you use condoms? No, don't even. No. Forget. no, you never did. No. Why no. not? Uh, we, I guess, just didn't have one. We if, if we, if, Sharon, I'm sorry to grill you, but if we, if we guessed that you wanted to get pregnant, what would that reason have been? Uh, I didn't want to get pregnant. Okay. Okay. But you didn't want to use birth control. Exactly. Okay. Well, go, go get DJ. He needs, he needs mommy. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. No more kids. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. And get some help, please. You went through a horrible situation, Sharon. Seriously. Okay. Okay. All right. Take care. I mean, if you want to know how that affects people, I, I could not listen to that child screaming for mommy any longer. I wanted to reach through the phone and, and go right into that room and to help that child. And Sharon is so What detached. the hell was the kid doing? What was her you, friend doing with the... Well, it doesn't matter. The, the child... No, her friend was doing a horrible job. needs their need their... Mom, oh, really? really need it, and, and, and if mom can't respond in any empathic way, it's terribly damaging to kids, and that's what that's what this kind of abuse leads to. People have trouble being empathic, oh, and emotionally. Open. Oh, no more kids, no more, please, for the um, sake of society. Rich, nineteen, you're on Loveline. Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Um, well. My situation is about three months ago, I lost my virginity, and um, it was kind of a weird situation. All my, everyone I've ever talked to, all my buddies, everyone, you know, when their first time came around, lasted one, two minutes, and I went for about 45 minutes, and I still never came. Well, that's where they're, you used all their minutes. Yeah. That's what happened. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it's... There's a universal time all men have sex, and some guys hoard it. Well, other guys are feeling slighted. Uh, Think of the uh, there's a fifteen twenty guys who only could do it for two minutes because uh, Big Rich had to go for forty five. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, there's nothing uh, I love more than when people uh, appease me by chuckling at my hairball plans. All right, Rich, uh, but you never did achieve orgasm. No. Very common. Is it? Are you on any medications? No, I was pretty loaded at the time. Loaded. Well, that's right. another reason. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was the only time you had sex. Yeah, in fact... And now you're wondering, hey, can I have an orgasm when I'm with a woman sexually? Well, you know, not so much that. I'm pretty sure I can, but... See, that was my first time and my last time since then. And, um, <laughs> you know, I... It wasn't by choice. The actually weird thing is that that night wasn't only the first time I ever slept with a woman; it was the first time I ever kissed a woman. And I was at one point in my life about five foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, and oh. you know, I've I've lost a lot of weight. I still have a hard time seeing myself as then, but I'm about five eight, one sixty now, so I'm right about right on. Right. But um, you know, and it, it's not that I'm worried about myself. You know, with just my hand, I can accomplish just about anything in about two minutes. But um. You know, I just, if another one-night stand comes around, it's going to be another two years before I'm with the woman.
I want to get it right this time. Maybe not, Rich. Maybe you'll have a, a relationship with another human. Well, that's... That one will be a female, and uh, you'll work these things out very nicely. Didn't I just say Rich's question was he's wondering yes. because he couldn't yes. achieve orgasm yes. the one and only time he had sex with a woman if he was going to be able to reach orgasm yes. the next time, God willing, he had sex with a woman? What was his response? I, I couldn't even follow it. Now, his response was, no, it's not that. It's, yeah. And then he went on and proceeded to say exactly what I said. Right. Oh, I'm not done with this, Rich. Rich, Yeah. why'd you say it's not that when I said it was that and that's what you said it was? Well, it's, uh, it's not that in the sense I'm worried that I never could, you know, because I know, you know, in my lifetime I'm going to. It was All right, but the, uh, you're, you're inflating yourself with a bunch of hot air, Rich. You don't. You're worried about it. Yeah. Of course. That's fine. Listen. You had sex one time, you didn't have an orgasm, and now you're on the ropes. I mean, you're worried a little. Yeah. Here's the situation, Rich. It happened to me the first time I had sex, too. Didn't have the big O. Wow. All right? So here's, here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen. If you have a bunch of one-night stands, you'll never work it out. Because you can't really, it's like having a bunch of one-night stands is like uh, doing a bunch of jobs for one day and then moving to the next job and then moving to the next job. You never become any good. Yeah. You never work it out. You're not worth a damn the first day. Hell, the company's losing money for the first month you're there until you finally get it together. Yeah. You need to find yourself a steady woman, work it out, be open, be honest. You'll get it, you'll get it together. And don't put the pressure on yourself. You're probably not going to work it out the first time you're with the next woman you're with, but the second, third, and fourth time, you'll probably work it out. Cool. All right, Rich? All right. All right, relax. Later. Hey, Rich. Yeah. You got any weird stretch marks or anything? <laughs> no. Okay. What? All right. Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call? No. Okay. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds, impossible to find a parking spot, and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees, and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the big box club experience to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Boxed Wholesale, the big box club in your pocket. So get on your mobile device, visit Box.com, and enter promo code ADAM on the checkout screen for your 15% discount. Hey, Drew. Hey, Adam. How come people should listen to Loveline? 
1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And then we're all that's Dr. Drew. You ready to move on, Drew? Yes, sir. Please. All right. Leo. Yeah? You're 17. Yeah. Um, I just want to say uh, you guys have a terrific show. I've been listening to you guys for like about six years out in L.A. Mm. But now I'm in Vegas, and I have a girlfriend out in L.A. Mm. And she means a lot to me. You know, I care for her so much. But, you know, I came over here, you know, and we had this long-distance relationship going. Now I met a girl over here. Right. And, you know, I'm, you know, it's... Leo, that, that's sort of the natural... Magic. Leo, it's really the natural course of events for somebody your age. It's very difficult for a teenager to maintain a long-distance relationship. Oh. It is normal and natural for you to become involved with the peers near where you're living. And really, it's, it's healthier for you. You've got to get on and explore relationships and figure out who you are and what you want. And if you're stuck in this time warp relationship where you only see each other once every three months, it, it doesn't really work. Well, as soon as they uh, put the finishing touches on that bullet train, Drew, that's going to be going from L.A. to uh, Vegas. What the hell ever happened to that bullet train? This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Dot com.